0: Welcome to the Us and Stuff Podcast, where we talk about family life to creativity and everything in between.
1: And how everything we do is framed by the gospel.
0: Hi, I'm Emily.
1: And I'm RJ. Welcome to the Us Us and Stuff Stuff Podcast. Podcast.
0: (laughs) Welcome back, guys. What's up, everybody? Episode two of season two.
1: Episode deuce. Deuces. You know you're going to
0: say it. (laughs)
1: i didn't want to say it just because but um
0: go ahead get it out of your system dropping
1: a deuce on everybody there you go you feel but better it, that's a office reference if you are an office lover like you like watching the show and you know the quote
0: then you can continue to hang out with us yeah
1: you de- you're invited you're the to our house zone. actually yeah. to hang out so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah
1: yeah welcome back everybody
0: Thanks for joining us. I think we're going to go straight into our topic today. Yes. I don't think we have any updates or news or anything at this point. No, we
1: just started the the new season, and so we just wanted to get right into the next episode.
0: Yeah. So like we said last week, the show must go on, and we have to discipline ourselves to keep going. Yes. Even when it's tough. And And even
1: if it's not as... Bedazzled as we expected, yeah. Because <laughs> it really did. I like for me thinking that way. I I really truly thought we're gonna make it all cool and like just cool and sounds cool. It's cool,
0: you think doing <laughs> alcohol is cool?
1: <laughs> Another office reference. So. Um. But um,
0: yeah. But we're here. Yes. And without all the, the showy, dazzly.
1: Yeah. And yes. actually, this is this episode is actually kind of the why we're doing it and then the why we kind of pushed it back.
0: Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to try my best to not cry <laughs> through this entire thing. But as you, yeah. most of you know, unless you're new to us and stuff, yeah. um, my dad passed away August 1st. Yeah. Um, and we
1: were actually planning yeah. to come back. The like, second
0: week of August was the plan. Yeah.
1: And it, yeah, ended up getting pushed And
0: back. he was supposed to be on one of our first episodes. Yeah. And so before the end of season one, we were going over to his house and we we're talking about, hey, we're ending season one, but we want you to come in. And he was super excited about yeah. it. But um, his last, the, the last month of his life, we found out he had lung disease. We ended our season one. Excuse me. Um, we ended season one with that news that we had just found out, and it was unknown at that point. Um, But my dad quickly declined. Quickly. Very fast. And um, he really, really, really wanted to be a part of this. He loved our podcast. He would text me and say, I feel like I'm getting to know my daughter even more through just listening to this. Yeah, he
1: was, he showed a lot of, uh, he he shared that passion with us. And then also, we had kind of like a call to action where we just reached out to all of our friends and people that were following us on social media, and we're like, hey, send in, because we're going to do a Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. And so send in Christmas cards or just random cards and just send in love, prayers, and just support. and. We got hey, a lot. A we, huge stat. I was like blown away. Like
0: yeah, it was amazing. So if you sent in a card or even so a text to let him know, because some people weren't able to get one in the mail in time, yeah. but people were shouting out and saying "Merry Christmas" to my dad, because that was yeah. his. I selfishly last wish. wanted
1: to keep them for myself, but yeah. I know Lisa, uh, his wife, um, wanted to keep those because she it meant, it a, meant lot a lot to her. Yeah, uh,
0: and that's very comforting to her. I think. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so with that being said, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> With that being said, today, as you can see, what we're going to be talking about is what we've learned through my dad's life. Um, so, how it impacted both of us, mm-hmm. things that he's taught us through his life and in his dying, and how it still impacts the things that we do today. Yeah. And, yeah, how we've grown through that. Yeah. Um, so, our quick answer.
1: Yeah, each episode, we're going to go through like a quick answer. So if you don't want to sit through the uh, whole 15, 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. So my quick answer from my dad's life is this. Don't waste your life away on things that don't matter. And in the end, the only thing that really matters is Jesus. That's what he taught us over and over again. So we're going to break that down more in a minute. But I think if I could sum up my dad's life and what he taught me, it's just that. Don't waste it on things that don't matter. Mm -hmm. And the thing that matters is Christ. Nothing else matters. Um, So we're going to take a quick break for a sponsor sponsor break. Yep. And we'll be right back. And we'll kind of break these things down.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Welcome back, guys. Sweet. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Just to uh, recap, that um, our I guess our question, it's uh, what did Tim uh, Emily's dad teach us in his last days?
0: And that's don't waste your life on stupid stuff. He even actually used that word. That was
2: actually don't argue over.
0: (laughs) His thing was don't argue stupid stuff. All that matters is Jesus. Um, So we'll give you a quick recap of kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, So my dad was not in the best of health the past few years. Um, He was disabled, um, but not to the point of where we thought he was dying. It was more just like, he wasn't feeling well, he wasn't able to breathe. You know, a few months ago or the few months before all of this happened, he was put on oxygen, um, but we didn't realize really why until um, we got a phone call that my dad had been rushed to the emergency room. They didn't know what was going on. Quickly found out he had lung disease. We're getting conflicting things from doctor's yeah, diagnosis. That. And one doctor was you know, saying, oh, it could be years from now. And yeah. then someone said, you need to start calling in family. So it was just really confusing. My dad was calling me, and he was the one that was telling me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it was surreal. Because like he's he's talking and he's laughing and he's joking. He sounds just like my daddy. Yeah. But he's telling me the doctor just left out and he said I may only have a few weeks left. Yeah.
1: Well it was like my of course first, it was like years to months, months to weeks. No, but weeks.
0: then but then he finally got the prognosis yeah. of like it's this is not good. Yeah. And he called me first and started to explain it to me and I was actually in this room where we are right now when I was talking to him, and at that time I was like, "Okay, so what do we need to do?" Like, I wasn't able to really process what was happening.
1: Well, we don't, we didn't. I mean, we're not practitioners. Yeah.
0: And so, anyways, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But the one thing that we truly believed is two things could happen: God could miraculously heal him, and Mm -hmm. we trusted that He could, or Jesus was going to carry him home. And our hope was in that. So there really was this peace that passed all understanding when.
1: It's kind of a win-win. I mean, as much as we don't like the one, (laughs) because uh, we just selfishly kind of want him here longer. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it was a win-win either way, uh, but we still But it didn't
0: take away the sadness. It didn't. And that's one thing that, we've talked about if, this before. If anything,
1: it kind of positioned us to really like, all right, where is your faith?
0: Kinda right. Lie. Right. And How I like, think we're going to do an episode on that too, is just the whole what's in your bowl yeah. scenario is, you know, a lot of times we want to say we're believers. Mm-hmm. And say that we are clinging to Christ, but then when our world is shaken, that really shows what we're really clinging yeah. on to, not to say that we did so perfectly, because there were times where I doubted, and there were times my dad doubted, and there were times where we just held each other and cried yeah. and that not that there was anything wrong in that, but there yeah. were moments where I didn't completely trust God, yeah. and so I don't want to sound like I'm like, you know, I got this all together and I know how to grieve perfectly. But I do, I can tell you, if you are facing a death in the family or a sickness for yourself or someone that you love that you're close to, I can promise you that when that happens, God gives you peace Mm -hmm. in that moment. And a lot of times we sit around and think, like, if this were to happen to someone, I don't think I could handle that. You can't. But God gets you through those yeah. moments. And so trust God, and He really does give you peace through that. Yeah. Um, so through that, though, my dad taught us a lot. He taught us a lot through his life, but he taught us more in his dying, I think, than what I learned through his life. And it's crazy how God can take something so horrific and teach us so many beautiful lessons through it. And and I just see God's hand in yeah. all of it.
1: And it really did take us back as a good, that's why it, it kind of like, that's why we didn't, I, I didn't do too much art. Um, we didn't do the podcast. Like it, There was just moments to where we had to kind of just sit. There was mourning. We mm-hmm. did have mourning in it, but we were like really thinking through some of the things that he said and the mm-hmm. things that, we're revealed in our own hearts, and we're like, oh, man.
0: Double-checking our own beliefs. Yeah, maybe we
1: should really consider this and yeah. think about it. So it was challenging.
0: Um, so the first thing that I will say that my dad taught me is to be honest about our fears. Mm-hmm. So with all of that, he wasn't afraid to show us his weaknesses, and he was honest about them. Yeah. Um, there were moments where... You know, I would just walk into his room and just lay beside him and hold him, and we'd both just cry. And he would say, I'm I'm scared. And my dad had a sense of humor. And there was one time she was like, Well, I've never died before, so I don't know what to expect. And I'm like, Well, (laughs) me either. Yeah, we
1: all kind of laughed. But it's such a real, real like uh, truth, I guess, uh, a real feeling. And it was, in a way, it was comforting to hear that because you're like, Everybody pictures like, or I'm, I picture it. I don't know if everybody does, but I always picture like, what are my last moments? Mm-hmm. And you want to be like, man, I'm going to go out the blaze of glory and yeah. praise to God, you know? Mm-hmm. But it might not be. It might be fearful. It might be kind of like...
0: And you think that, and, and that's how my dad was. Like he would talk about dying all the time. Like growing up, he always talked about how he wanted his funeral and all of these different things. But until... Because I can't even speak on that. I -hmm. haven't been given that diagnosis. That is fatal. We know that eventually we'll all die. But until we're actually in that moment ourselves, we don't even know how we'll react. So seeing my dad, though, get that diagnosis and seeing Christ holding him, even in his weakness, to see truly what it means that God is our strength and our weakness, like it was just amazing to see my dad bawling his eyes out, but clinging to, like, literally, like, You could see him reaching out, clinging to Christ, like with his fist in the air, crying and just saying, I don't understand, but I will not turn my back on Christ. And it was just, it was beautiful. And so he taught me it's okay to be weak Mm -hmm. because in that we are able to have Christ's strength shine through our weakness. And it's not just a a Bible verse that's fun to quote, that sounds spiritual, but it's a truth that we cling to.
1: Yeah, um, it was literally living proof <laughs> that that God existed, because seeing a man, I mean, he's not, I mean, I'm older, but mm-hmm. he, is, he was much older than me, and seeing a guy go through this and seeing being surrounded by his kids, and he was fearful a lot for his family, mm-hmm. like he was, you know, he really felt for Lisa and felt for the kids, and like he
0: and he didn't want to leave. Like he said, and he, he said, if
1: I had my way, I would.
0: I would stay, stay. here. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't. He said, you know, I'm excited to meet Jesus, but honestly, I want to stay. I don't, I don't want to leave. Yeah, and, and that think, was hard. And I
1: think that's what played the part of the fear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that really told me a lot. Like it's okay to have that, even for me, um, being a father and mm-hmm. being a husband.
0: Um, the next thing is my dad has always had a sense of humor. But guys, even in his weakness <laughs> and in his dying breath, the man was making jokes the whole time. Yeah. Like to the point where our stomachs and our cheeks were hurting laughter. We had from to laughter. leave. Yeah. I had to
1: leave because I didn't know if it was appropriate to even <laughs> laugh at that moment. Because the guy, okay, you have to also understand it was his lungs that was Shutting down, right? Not his personality, no, Not else. his energy, because the guy had still talked. He yeah. was fine, and that's what was so odd about it. Because we would go to his house uh, almost every, every other weekend. day. Yeah, like there was that one week where we went almost every day yeah. for that rest of the week. Yeah. and each time you leave, you kind of like, oh, is this the day? Right. But each time he's talking clearly. He's mm-hmm. fine. He's joking around, and so you're really like, man. Like is he overcoming this? Like what what mm-hmm. is going on? And uh, but yeah, his jokes were
0: they were on point. And so my dad also has kind of a dark sense of humor. So one of my f- <laughs> my favorite it was sad but funny at the same time. It was, was, a, was there it was like, a there was some friends that came by they from, st- church. from church it was from the church they came to stop by to visit. Well, they walk in and you and they're know like, they're just trying to make conversation. They're so tender, they're like. I, Tim, I, how, how, I, how are you Tim? doing? What you what you been up to?" He says, "Well, just sitting around waiting to die." <laughs> like, "Dad,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I that one I had to leave. I like, actually you can't. I got you up. Can't. I didn't laugh. We
0: all just walked out and we we're like, "Oh my gosh." Like, and I know it made the people feel awkward, but I mean, it was funny, but it was also true, but well, it's- And then he said, "Well, if they didn't want to know, they shouldn't have asked." <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's typical Tim fashion.
0: But as, I think, like, it was like after every conversation, there always had to be a joke. There was always something. Anyways, so he taught me it's okay to be weak, but it's also okay to laugh yeah. through all of it. Next thing is my dad never stopped worshiping. He worshiped through every single breath that he had left in him. Um, there's a video that I have of him. He, um, his favorite song was What a Day That Will Be. Yeah. Um, and he wrote two extra verses. And so, um, the last day that I actually saw him, I think it was the last day. I think so. Um, he sang those two verses for us. And he yeah. actually had a friend sing them at his funeral as
1: well. But, yeah.
0: um, he, out of, I mean, it took a lot out of him to sing.
1: Yeah, because he, he, he had to have the master. he had to
0: have the the oxygen. But he would take that deep breath and keep singing. Mm-hmm. And so he worshipped through it all. And yeah. and to see that again was and just, even
1: when we weren't there, um, Sam had told us that he would just wake up and just start singing. And like start and when singing. he'd get
0: scared, he'd start singing "Victory in Jesus" mm-hmm. or just whatever song would come to his mind, and he would raise his hands and reach up to heaven and grasp on with a shaking fist and would sing through it. And it was just, I mean, I pray that God gives me that grace to continue to worship him even in facing death. Um, And the other thing, so right before he died, um, my sister sent me a text. It was about three hours before he died, and he told my sister to tell me, tell Lulu is what he calls me, um, not to cry for long. Yeah, He said, it's okay to be sad, but don't cry for long. Yeah. And so it's okay to grieve. That's one thing that he's ta- he taught me is that it's okay to be sad, but we do have to move on. And there were several times where he just told me, like, you can't stop. And this, again, another reason why we're still doing this yeah. podcast is because he believed in it and he was like, don't stop. Yeah, you know I understand that you need to cry, but you still have life in you, so don't yeah. stop.
1: And he told me that personally too. Um, there was a few times where I got to just sit with them, and really, not too much was said, but he said things like, "Take care of my girls. Mm-hmm. Take care of my uh, my kids. Um, take care of my grandkids. You know, stuff like that." But One thing he did say was, don't stop doing that podcast. Mm. Um,
0: So one thing that I, sorry, I didn't mean to butt into you, but there was a really sweet moment that I felt because, so when RJ and I got married, my dad wasn't there for the wedding. We didn't really have a wedding. We got married in the living room. (laughs) But my dad wasn't there to give my hand in marriage. He never gave me over to you. And I, Mm -hmm. I felt through his dying, that he was, in a way, giving me to you completely. Like yeah. she's yours now. Like I'm. I'm no longer going to be yeah. here. And,
1: and I really felt that. I think that's why I. I didn't expect it to take it as hard as I did, and I. I, I did. Um, but for him to say something, I mean, he even said, um, "I'm proud of you."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I love you, Dad. But you like hearing it from somebody like. Tim, I thought that was a very sweet thing, and especially a person that does believe in Jesus and really cares for his family like that. For him to really kind of like, like you said, hand it over
2: Mm.
1: and say, "I'm proud of you." Yeah, like keep on doing. And
0: he trusted you. Yeah. To to leave.
1: It's not like he was like, "I always hated you," (laughs) because he would have if he had a you know in his sense of humor, he probably would have, but. He didn't he uh, he let us know just to keep on going yeah. and uh, to keep you you going mm-hmm. uh, so he he made sure that he was like take care of her <laughs>
0: um, the next thing is my dad was not a perfect man okay um he loved God and he trusted Jesus but he trusted him even more so because he really saw his grace in his life mm. Um my dad's past is filled with darkness i'm not going to spill all of his dirty laundry out especially since he's not here to defend himself um but i will tell you and he and he's even given me permission to to tell you guys like he struggled with a lot of sin in his life and
1: and it led to a lot of a
0: lot of things to where you know when i was 14 years old my parents divorced There were drugs and alcohol involved. And even when I
1: met you, there was a little Uh, bit of resentment. Yeah,
0: I hadn't really talked to my dad in a while. Like, I would stopped talking to him because of some things that had happened in the past. And he had asked for forgiveness before. But even our last conversation, my dad sat us down, and he said, look, I don't know how much longer I have to be here. Um, But he... Was honest and he, you know, admitted again to me. Even though he's already asked for forgiveness for this before, but he said, "I know I wasn't a perfect dad." But he said, "And if you just want to tell me, I, I'm glad you're dying, you old miserable <laughs> bastard." <laughs> then that's okay too. He said
1: well, that was verbatim. And that and is yeah. exactly, exactly what he said. What he,
0: said. Um, he said, "But I do want to ask for forgiveness, and and I'm sorry." for what I've done and we had a moment to truly forgive to right. tell him that we did not hold any grudges towards him for the past that you know Christ forgave us and there's no room for us to hold unforgiveness like we we have to forgive because if we've I, been I think forgiven.
1: it felt it was I think it was already agreed that we had already forgiven yes. him for but the fact that we're he's there. still but for him it meant it meant a lot to him to make sure that he knows, like, I don't look all those over like, mm-hmm. as if I didn't do those or right. um, that were, it's all good now. Like, he understood the the weight of sin.
0: And, mm-hmm. and he wanted to give us an opportunity to not hold that with us even mm. even to allow us to have the moment to say we forgive him and so not just to ask for forgiveness but to forgive others mm. and so for you who who's listening is whether you're you know possibly looking at death soon or you know someone else is to offer other people a chance to forgive you mm as well as forgiving others. Yeah. And my dad gave us that gift. Yeah. He didn't just ask for forgiveness, but he gave us that opportunity he to forgive him. So that way, when he was gone, we don't have this burden on us. Like I wish I would have let him know for sure that I forgave him for the past. He opened up that opportunity for us, and I just yeah. think that's it's huge, because I have that weight off of my shoulders. I know for sure that my dad knew he was forgiven before he left. Yeah.
1: Um, I it, know it's just very comforting. Um, And I think I, I don't find it a coincidence like when Christ even says, forgive them, Father, for they mm. don't know what they do. I don't think that at the end of people's lives, or even in the face of adversity, that forgiveness is a key thing right. to do. And so if you are harboring those things, forgive that person. Or if there is forgiveness that needs to be something that you did, Mm -hmm. um, seek forgiveness. Right.
0: Um, And with that being said, and this is kind of one of the things that he said towards the end of that conversation that day. um, He was like, he said, don't fight over stupid stuff, and all that matters is Jesus and loving each other. which kind of sums up everything but with the forgiveness thing is he's like you know we all fight over over things even you know down to doctrine not that doctrine doesn't matter but when it comes to like fighting and arguing and yeah. and down to the things that just don't even matter at all uh-huh. he's like in the end he said i'm realizing it really doesn't matter all that matters is jesus and that we love others the way that christ loved us that's it. Yeah. It's like, you don't have anything else. When Christ is eternal and nothing else is, you have nothing but Christ, yeah. especially when you're see- looking at eternity just at the next door over. Like, And all of us are right there. We just don't mm-hmm. know how close the doorknob is, but we're all reaching out for that, and eventually we will see eternity. And, and it really
1: minimizes... What you're arguing about. Right. If you really think about it that way, it's like
0: it's really not In that the grand big scheme of things,
1: you put it up against eternity. How, how and big? not
0: just eternity, not just, we're not just talking, when I say eternity, it's not just an extended amount of time that never ends, but eternity is Christ. Hmm. Christ in himself is eternity. So it's not just a time frame, but it's a person. Yeah. And so when I see it, this perfect person whom all things exist, made through, Why in the world would I seek to argue over things that would—
1: Well, it doesn't—nothing really is much of an argument when you you put it up against Christ. So you're like, oh, wow, I really blew that one out of
0: proportion. And so I think part of what Dad taught us is just really seeking Christ and who He is. Not just Him in flesh here, but His eternal deity— yeah. of him against the things that are of this temporary life. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Dad, for teaching us yeah. that. Um, and then and another thing, we talked about this, but the Christmas thing. So my dad loved Christmas. He even played Santa Claus so what at the was mall. The, uh,
1: what was the month? That, it it was, was July. It was July. And Christmas in July. So we had... Which was a terrible time to dress up warm. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're all wearing sweaters. And the oh and also gosh. the air conditioning went out, remember? Yeah, that was And we're fun. cooking all day with no yeah. air conditioning. That was a lot of fun. Um, but my dad <laughs> loved Christmas. And uh, like I said, he played Santa Claus when I was like three years old at the mall.
1: Yeah, so he probably sat on his lap.
0: If you guys, oh my gosh, if you're listening and you're from Memphis or came to the Mall of Memphis.
1: Don't, you're going to date yourself.
0: should i say the year late 80s oh wow goodness
1: gracious
0: (laughs) so 84 i think it was 87 when
1: santa claus was invented
0: uh, hey you're older than me but i think it was around the year of 87 88 somewhere around there yeah um my dad was santa claus at the mall of memphis so if you have a picture with him that would be amazing if we could see those anyways um but my dad loved christmas and so he told my stepmom he said you know i really just wish i could just have one more christmas that's that's really what i want and And we knew that he wouldn't make it till december the doctors were like it's you know we're looking really close so before he came home from the hospital you know they put up the christmas tree we got there with cards and had people sending cards and we just decked the place out with christmas Christmas and when they brought him in on the stretcher back home We sang Christmas carols to him as he was brought in, and I'm sure they all thought we were crazy. um, I'm sure. Which we are. It's fine. Um, (laughs) But then we had the following weekend, we had all of the family over, and we had Christmas. And the great thing was not one gift. Yeah. It was not about any of that. But we genuinely just...
1: We had carolers.
0: We, we sang Christmas carols. <laughs> we ate great food. And we talked about Jesus. And it was beautiful. Yeah. And so my dad taught us that it's okay and good to celebrate Christmas anytime all year. You yeah. don't have to wait till Christmas. So you know your
1: neighbor that keeps the lights on? I applaud them. Like, hey, yeah. Jesus all year. Yeah. Good job.
0: And another thing is... <laughs> Don't judge people for going and getting the Christmas decorations a little early because you never know what that family's facing.
1: you yeah, know I had that's a, what we were doing.
0: I had a lot of people you know, complaining to me at that time, like, I can't believe Christmas things are already out i'm I'm like, actually, I'm very thankful because I was able to go get Christmas cards yeah. today for my dying dad, yeah. like you never know like those little sly comments you don't really realize yeah. like. It's it's okay. It's okay if people put up their Christmas tree yeah. in July. Don't complain. Yeah, you never know what people are going through. A problem. Yeah.
1: Say like, hey, Christmas in July. Yeah.
0: Go go, go you. Go. <laughs> no, not go you. Go Christ. Yes. Um,
1: so, yeah, but that, yeah,
0: but we and plug for novel talk.
1: Yes. Um,
0: Eventually that will come out, but as you you may or may not know, we wrote a children's book and it's. It's kind of but about that, about but but with this being said, with my dad teaching us this about Christmas, it makes me want to put snoffle Talk out yeah, even makes, more.
1: It makes our our book um, just that much more poignant.
0: Yeah, but it's a children's book about celebrating Christmas. Yeah,
1: if you want, if you if you want to hear it or read it or see it, um, I we would like to know. I would yeah. like to know. So we'll open that up for uh, for people to tell or request. Um,
0: so the next thing is, sorry, I have like a list of things that I just jotted down because I knew I'd forget something. But the next thing was, um, don't take any day for granted and enjoy every moment. And that sounds super cliche. But when you really are with someone who you know their moment could be at any time Well, to like leave, we said
1: earlier, I said every time we left. Every right. Every single you day. You never know.
0: Like when you say goodbye, we, you're like, this literally might be the last time yeah. I say because goodbye.
1: Because it was where we were, we're not like real close. Uh it's in, about
0: a little over an hour, hour and a an half hour drive. drive. Yeah.
1: And so we won't be able to be there. Like if he's in his last minutes, it would have been it would have been too hard tough. To... so Yeah. We don't know if it can be in the middle of the night. Yeah. We, just every time and we can't just stay there. Yeah. You know. So um
0: so we we got to the moments where we cherished every single moment i was telling you this yesterday um going to my dad's house we really didn't do a lot like most of it was centered around watching silly cop shows and making comments about it and just hanging out and those little things i didn't realize i would miss so much (laughs) until it was no more, yeah. and even even when I knew like we were in our last days with him, I cherished even sitting with him. I remember laying in bed with him the one night and watching cop shows, and every once in a while he'd peek his head up and make fun of whoever it was on TV, and you know,
2: yeah,
0: whatever, say whatever funny comment he had at the time. But I cherished that even more. But but the thing is, is like why do we wait? And it sounds, is something that we all know. Yeah. You hear it all the time. And if you face this with someone else, you're like, man, that's right. And I forget. Because once once it's all over with, and you get back to normal life, you start to forget to cherish those moments with the other people mm-hmm. until you're back at this again. Yeah. Um, but to, to say, like, with every single person, like, RJ and I are sitting beside each other right now. But I look at that and say, what if this was our last time to sit side by side to even record this podcast? Like, What if something were to happen? It's like, I want to make the most of each conversation. So cherish every single moment you have with the people, even if they annoy you. Love those who are around you. Um, And so there's a couple more things that he taught me. Um, One conversation that we had, He was sitting there, and he's kind of looking around. And he says, Lulu, I got a question for you. I said, what, Daddy? He says, why is it people always want to convert people? You want them to be Christians so they can go to heaven. You want them so bad to be with Jesus. But then we never want them to die. Now, does that make any sense to you? I said, well, Daddy, I never really thought about it. But no, it doesn't. And It just really—I mean, of course, we don't want people to die. It's not like, hey, let's—
1: And Christ is alive. And and it's okay to
0: be sad for people to die. And He does
1: live through us.
0: (laughs) But when it comes to, like, when my dad got that diagnosis, so many people— not that it's wrong to pray for healing, but so many people were more praying for His healing, like thinking that if if He dies, this is the worst thing that could ever happen— Not believing, like truly believing, like he's about to go meet Jesus. Why mm. aren't we not a little bit excited about this? Of course, we're sad, but if we really believe what we say, we believe. Can we give them? A if hope? if they are believers <laughs> and we believe that one hundred percent that Christ is yeah. going to be their eternity,
2: yeah. forever. You
1: should be in, in
0: His presence. I mean. Isn't that what we're all about anyway? Like, so, so if your Christian friend or dad or cousin or whomever it may be finds out they're dying, mourn with them. Yes, be sad, but don't stop there. Don't act as if we're unbelievers. Yeah.
1: Remind them that who they're about to meet. I right. Think, I think that would probably be
0: and prepare for that. Like, best.
1: yeah, I mean.
0: Talk about it. Talk about what he's going to... So when,
1: like, so I guess just like in marriage, Mm -hmm. you prepare. And you know how exciting it is to get the the bride to be dressed up, to get ready to meet the groom. If that's what the picture of marriage is for the church and Christ, Mm -hmm. we should be preparing ourselves and getting dressed up and getting excited and being like, man, we can't, we're going to get to meet him. Like, this is crazy. This is... Yeah, like here we go.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think and truly, and we didn't do it perfectly. I mean, because I was like you, I was like, oh, never.
0: But there were times (laughs) where I felt guilty for being excited for him. Like I felt like maybe I'm being too weird for to be excited for my dad to meet Jesus because everyone else is, you know, not everybody, but there were a lot of people kind of panicking or like, like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear. Which I mean, I get it. Yes, I'm sorry. But like if we're believers, like let's be a little bit excited and for him. And we know where he's going. Yeah. So but anyways, I just I love that conversation and it's I like have his voice ingrained in my head with that conversation. Yeah. And, um so um a couple a week and a half before he died, um, I handed him my Bible and I asked my dad to write in it. I. I knew that it wouldn't be—I mean, he was starting to not be able to carry long conversations. And I just—I was like, I really want him to write something in my Bible, and I want to know what he would say to me. And then I can have that—every time I open up my Bible, I'll see my dad's words. And so he wrote in it, and I couldn't bring myself to read it right away until later on um, I opened it up. And I remember thinking, like, I can't, I'm so excited to see what my dad had to write in the Bible. And so I open it up and it says, Dear Emily, I pray that you allow the words and the spirit of the holy, of this holy book guide you through the rest of your life. I love you with all my heart, Lulu. Love Daddy. That's what he wrote. And it convicted me because <laughs> I've not ever opened up my Bible with the excitement to see what God says to me. I was more excited to see what my dad, earthly father, Mm -hmm. wrote to me. And yet I have this book in my hand that is from my eternal father.
1: Who he's going to go see. Who
0: he's going to see. (laughs) And I'm more excited. Not that, I mean, of course, again, I get it. It's okay to be excited to see what your dying father wrote in your yeah. Bible. But the fact that I was more excited to see what he was going to write than I've ever been excited to open up really fast to see what God says to me. Mm. And and the, the fact that Daddy wrote that in the, in the Bible for me is he didn't have anything to say about himself or me. Other, I mean, he said he loved me, but what he wrote was that I would allow the words and the spirit of the book guide me for the rest of my life. It wasn't even about his words and even in his death. And the last thing he ever wrote to me was trust the word,
1: It wasn't get like, into the
0: uh, word and trust the spirit and allow that to be. And I thank God for the words of my dad, that it wasn't about me. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about anything other than just a reminder that I need to be in the Word. Mm -hmm. And so now when I see that, it's a reminder to cherish God's Word over my own dad's Word. Mm -hmm. Because again, my dad, he may be eternally living, but he's not an eternal being. He did not exist for eternity past, but my God has. And so the fact that he wrote that, it just reminds me every time I open up my Bible that what I'm about to read is something even better than my dad could ever give me. It's yeah. words from God Himself. Yeah. And with that being said, the last thing that I learned from my dad is it's not about our legacy. Um, again, back to our last conversation, um, my sister looked at my dad and said, Daddy, we promise to keep your legacy alive. And he kind of laughed and rolled his eyes. He said, I don't care about my legacy. And she said, "Well, you know what I mean. Like, I, I will make sure that we tell other people what you've taught us about Jesus." He said, yeah. "Now that's what I mean." He said, "That's what I want." He said, "I don't care if people remember my name or." Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing. And he I was very—he was
1: very adamant about it. He's mentioned it a few times. Yeah. Uh, like, don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, I'm—I'm I'm good. Keep on talking about God, and I think that's why he pushed us to continue to do the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, I think. I think he saw something that not too many people. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, But but to see, like, you know, so many people want to put their imprint on this world. Like, when I die, I want to know that I made a difference, and I want people to say this and that about me when I die. And there's, you know, that's okay. But as believers, it's, again, we're not eternally existing from, you know, there is a a moment in our lives that we were created beings and so my legacy can only make a temporary
1: but uh, yeah isn't isn't an ironic thing that we're trying to become immortal per se yeah like i need to do something so my name lives on
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like it's such a prideful thing to think that we're trying to immortalize ourselves Mm When it's only temporary, because even Earth is not going to be here. Right. YouTube's not going to be forever. Podcasts not going to be forever. It's going to last a while, but it's not eternal. Right. And Christ is eternal. So why are we putting our stamp on that? Yeah, it's like we want our Christ Himself.
0: Yeah, it's like we want again, like our fingerprints to be imprinted in something. But again, that's a temporary thing. But the eternal God. Can make an eternal impact. We can't. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as our quote-unquote legacy goes, I want it to be the same as my dad wanted, is Mm -hmm. is not be about my name or about what people think about me, but did my life point people to the one who can eternally impact them? And so that was—that's the last thing that I really want to say, is that for you who's listening, it's not about what you're doing to be the greatest at whatever you're doing, but are you pointing people to the one who is the greatest of all time, who is the only great? We hope the only you, eternal.
1: Yeah, and we hope that you leave listening our to our podcast in in doing that. That's what we want you to do is chase God. Like it should be pursued. it should you get you excited. It should yeah. get you comfort. It should give you peace. Um, through Christ. Not us. Right. Like, our our words are not that fancy. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think we should end on that. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. And I think um, if we can say anything through Tim, Tim, we love you, and we miss you, and mm-hmm. you are a great guy, and I wish we had Twenty hundred more years. We will. Um, yeah, but it's 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 good to hear. Um, I love I love seeing Emily do this. Um, I'm glad that he wished that upon us because it's just it's I get to see him live on uh, through this. So I think it's a it's a great thing that that we get to do together. So thank you guys for joining us. Here on Us and Stuff. Bye, guys. Love you guys.
2: I remember the day Jesus washed my sins away. Oh, he came into my heart. He gave me a brand new star. And now, praise God, I know heaven I will go what a day glorious day that will be what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I
0: look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace and anything
2: i Shall split the eastern sky. Oh, the trump of God shall sound, the day shall rise up from the ground, then we'll meet them in the air and be with our Lord up there. What a day, glorious day that will be what a day Jesus, I shall see when I look upon his face, the one who saves.